Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Classic Quest Podcast, the show where we break down classic hip-hop albums track by track, give our right. thoughts and opinions. My name is HSR Holden Stefan Roy. I am your lady friend, Bonnie. And today, by request, we are discussing Showbiz and AG's album, Runaway Slave. On that note, we're going to do the intro, babe. So if you are not down for the intro, babe, what you can do is check the description of this video and see when we start talking about stuff. On that note, we like to start off every episode now letting y'all know we are not the biggest professionals in the world in the sense of being hip-hop scholars. We are folk who just started to review albums one day and then week over week over week just kept doing it and started year doing more. Year over year, here That's we are. True. This is our third <laughs> year at this shit, but we have clocked a lot of reviews um this is actually the 101st episode in this very series we forgot to even mention episode 100 last time so this is kind of our episode 100 plus one like <laughs> those dalmatians yeah very good disney movie and i do have to say that um i feel i mean uh, for those who have been um with us you know for the for the long haul who have been with us for like you know since the beginning almost um I think that we've gotten better. I think that you know we we you know overall um, you know I think that we I am we make afraid. a little bit more well, sense. I made it make it clear. <laughs> I'm a little bit afraid to go back and watch some of the other reviews. So maybe on the reactions channel, I'm gonna start reacting to my old videos, and we we can do that and as a little idea. If you're interested in that, let us know because I bet some of that shit we said hella cringeworthy. Yeah, for sure. Um, but the reason that we're much better at this. Is actually y'all who watch the videos who make an effort to leave a comment telling us whatever it is that you feel to tell us. It went from a lot of criticisms of a lot of negative stuff to a lot more favorable comments and more enthusiastic, educational driven comments. So we totally appreciate that. And our attitudes have shifted from arrogant people being like, blah, 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 we can do what we want on YouTube to like understanding the culture and appreciating. Well, what? I think that's it. We're just more, we're we're less ignorant. We're, you know, every every week we're smarter a little bit more. Uh, we know, we, you know, we're learning these different names, these different artists, these different, you know, kind of styles of rap, of like, you know, Gosh, the stories behind it. It's we're, like, you know, we're each place, like, you know, the different things that were happening in, in like different parts of like the world at different times. Like, it, we're learning a lot, actually. So I'm thanks like, for thanks for sticking with us. It's it's almost like there's like a veil on your eyes when most of the rap and hip hop you listen to is pop. And then when you really delve into the history of everything, it just it changes it all. Like what I mean is you just start to really appreciate stuff but then you also start hearing stuff that other people are really raving about uh, understanding what the flashy pop side really comes off as and shit i don't know maybe i'm just sounding a little pretentious here that's not really my goal and all this my point was to say that y'all in the comments really have both humbled us and taught us a lot and because google sucks let's be real it really <laughs> sucks in the world well, of seo you know as much as that we we do try to like google things um it, it's hard to like you know read a whole bunch about everybody and but it's it, also it, like it's just google sucks yeah <laughs> i just well, want to be clear especially with the underground rappers even they, when you find shit the 
it's just not helpful and you know what the best part is is with the comments y'all tell us sentences to google and then google is a little bit more practical but if you were to i mean google, i've been using a lot of like urban dictionary for like resources for like certain things if i'm like mm, what does that well, really I mean, mean? More like, and then i try and find let's something be real. that makes logical like, sense even showbiz and ag's wikipedia pages are not the lengthiest most detailed situation yeah. so there's very little to even expand upon if you google them you're not finding anything you see actually have to go dig deeper and the problem is with it's 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 i don't even know what the deeper is i found out what i think you just end up on like reddit yeah but like <laughs> like just to be clear for us like i first discovered what a ditc was last week when we reviewed ditc just to kind of pivot there's into, so much more that we don't even know it's just like every time like this is a super group that everybody in hip-hop seems to know should know about and in fact we only discovered last week having reviewed albums for two years and three months that's crazy no like that's how deep hip-hop can yep. really get i bet every single one of you watching this is like yeah we know that. All right, we'll move <laughs> along. We'll move along. We're learning. Uh, We're learning. We do That's like it. to point out our favorite comment of last week's video, which was the DITC self-titled, self-titled album from 2000, which, come on, let's be real. That shit is the bomb. Um, on that, Linda Williams uh, says, ha, 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 I totally agree about the remake song. In fact, I think most remake songs are always fall short of the original. Well, Linda, we're going to talk tonight. Um, as far as the album goes, I think it is a classic but only for exposing their names to a bigger audience than they already had. <coughs> I guess we were just saying it didn't really work. I found them all these guys more in the solo end of it. Uh, but, but also, it, it wasn't all, mom. I mean, I guess maybe we it also wasn't weren't like really around in 2000 paying attention to shit. I yeah. remember for me, it was like, do you know what 2000 brought to my life? Um, I can tell you right now, Jennifer Lopez, that one where she was like in the waterfall there. For me, it was this, this thing right here to let all the ladies know <laughs> the that you got <laughs> my absolute favorite song in 2000 um i was 12. that was a good music video yeah it wasn't it was actually like a fun music video i mean the black lights and don't i didn't know what relax. a thong was until that oh, fucking boy. video came out and it taught me some great shit at that age um anyway uh so by the time this album came out at least two of the members were on their way to the mainstream side of the business more or less i can imagine fat joe is one of them for me i think the score is a 4.2 of a, uh, of a classic because on this album they weren't as experimental as usual although the album has some interesting subject matter and rhymes it was fucking great uh i do see how it would appeal to someone who sound wise if this was the the sound that was popping at the time i like the sound of that time mm-hmm. I do think this score is fit as far as someone's personal taste rather than their exposure. I think that's true about everyone all the time. Great review. Anyway, just wanted to read the comment. So if you leave something, we could read your comment next week. And if you read a really, really long one, I'll read a big chunk of it, but probably not the whole thing. On that note, special <laughs> thanks to the patrons, the same Mr. Lindell Williams. Ismail Gadamsi, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Blackheart, Hurricane, Chris Prado. We'll talk a bit about that at the end. Now we're going to start the show. This is when the timestamp people would have come in if you clicked. Uh, Bonnie, why don't you tell the Google overlords what we are reviewing one more time? Well, folks, um, this week we are doing Showbiz and AG Runaway Slave. And why are we reviewing this album? Because Mr. Linda Williams told us to. With the power of his Patreon <laughs> request. So he uh, asked us to do this album, and we fucked up and ended up doing DITC last week. But hey, all more for you guys, right? Which is cool, because it allowed me personally, because this is the part of the show where we're going to contextualize how familiar we are with these artists. But had we just done Showbiz and AG, 
runaway slave just like this and that i'd be sitting here going i never heard of this guy i don't know anything about him who the fuck is he i would maybe not have even understood how cool they were per se but we did this ditc album which features both showbiz and ag Mm -hmm. so i feel like just last week i went through the oh wow this is really good phase and now it's more like oh shit i get to see their first proper album because they had the little ep thing before this but i believe it is their first proper album if i'm wrong you can correct us september 22nd 1992 so it's an oldie and uh so to me it's like kind of cool right because we saw like this polished strong sound and i'm using those words on purpose coming from them in 2000 in my opinion like it was pristine and now we get an amateur version and not to say that it sounds amateurish but like the youthful the we're just kind of getting into it freshness of it so that's my whole expectation coming into this project was this curiosity of like how often do we really do that listen to something in 2000 from an artist and then literally drop some shit from 92 to like we don't do that very often no so i thought it would be kind of cool in that regard but on the real, I don't know very much about Showbiz and AG. I do know more about the other guys in DITC. But for me, it was just I understand who they are and their significance over time a little bit more now. Mm-hmm. And that was about all I had going into this project. Um, yeah, so y'all probably know a little bit more than we do. And what for about sure. you? Um, I mean, that's pretty much it. Same thing. Like, I mean, I didn't know about DITC until last week. And then I was introduced to AG and Showbiz on that album. And um, now I'm here doing AG and Showbiz for you. Is it, does it matter it. if it's Showbiz and AG? Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm just not sure if that's like Well, the I mean, that's how it's um, written. But like, I, mean, I guess conversationally, we could put it in any order because it's okay. It's like, you know, you can say... Um, Rakim and Eric B. It took me a second. I was like, wait, which is the right way to say it? Like the other way around. Like Sharon Sunny. That just doesn't sound right. Anyway, that's not really the point. Let's talk about this album cover where uh, you have Showbiz on the left and Mm -hmm. AG on the right sitting on these stairs. And it just looks like this grimy, rusty little environment. Really tacky looking early 90s coloring. Uh, for the styling of the letters. Yes. Not my and favorite colors. And the way that they, like, if it's, like, some word font play here where they, like, make it go sideways. Well, t- I, I like that, right? Because as it's saying run away, the letters run away in yeah. terms of formatting. Yeah. That's, that's clever. It's mostly the orange and lime green color that I'm not so... And then this orange, orange and, and orange <laughs> you know like it's got a little redder on the o um and then they're just sitting there in such a non-distinct way just like staring Pur- purple tracksuit gotta love it i mean it's so 90s i like it i mean i want to dress like them don't get me wrong i've been told well, them not allowed i to mean anymore. ag basically looks like like what anybody else would look like today like you're just wearing like khakis a t-shirt I, I was and thinking a cap. more about showbiz okay yeah showbiz obviously looks I'd like, like a showbiz particular style. Attire. it's dope um either way it doesn't do a lot for me but i suppose it does show me their faces in a cohesive way to figure out which one is which and that's very pleasant and they like distinctly say this is showbiz over here and this guy over here is ag 
That's what I was just saying. Oh, anyway, okay. that's fine. But I like how they have the explicit lyrical uh, thingy in the background, almost like it's graffiti on the wall. Yeah, it looks like a sticker or something. That was kind of cool. But then you have the little promo track list thing there. And I don't know if that's like the digital version or... Oh, no, it's not there. Actually, I found that I was on uh, Genius looking at that album cover, which looked like it was like a disc. And then if you go look at it on uh, Spotify, well, the explicit lyrical content thing and that sticker goes away. So I'm a, you know, what? you guys who have an actual record or disc or whatever can let me know what it actually had there or not. (laughs) Anyway, I like the title, though. Runaway Slave. Because it implies like a freedom and you know if you really think about just what a runaway slave the implications of what that would have been like back in the day you know a the yeah. boldness to have to be able to the, like the courage and shit to choose to run away knowing all of the risks and shit like to me i just you get this sense of like i am doing the bold and brave here right mm-hmm. and then the risk and this fear and shit that would come into that well i think it also has to do with i mean it's of the times right it's 1992 um i think it's still feeling like the the power and like that that hold that white people have over black people and how they are still feeling like they're being hounded by them they're being chased after like they're running right like they have like they are runaway slaves essentially and that they're still being beaten in the streets and killed and you know all the stuff that happened you know rodney king and all of that and then there's like the other side where it's almost like by kind of taking a more intellectual route or a more spiritual route it's like you're becoming a runaway slave to a more dark system surrounding it so i was just it's a really cool title actually Mm -hmm. like it kind of it's vague enough to interpret a whole bunch of shit even before you get into it but it also makes you go into it thinking i'm probably not going to be listening to some dumbassery like that was my first thought like it's probably not just going to be ego tracks yeah i mean it's the 90s there's a couple but it's like not the whole album um anyway do you want to jump into this little project here yeah let's check out still digging I, I mean we are still digging in the crates before we really really talk about anything there is a line in here and uh, i really like it a lot but i think it showcases the quality of diamond d's lyrical ability but also the ridiculousness of 1992 all at the same time I practice my craft so you can call me macaroni. Now that's a dope line because his craft, as in his rapping skills, but the double entendre is because craft makes macaroni. What's the next line? And I get cheese. Holy shit, mm-hmm. macaroni and cheese, motherfucker. But it's also like his craft that he's practicing gets him bread. It's fucking well written. Like money. I'm just pointing that out because I feel like from a writing perspective, this album is full of that shit. And then the next line is, and more run than a pony. Smoke a lot of herb, but I don't chew tobacco. When show drops the beat, I say holy mackerel. And I mean, I'm not necessarily praising the rest of the lyricism to like that <laughs> level of dopeness. But yeah. like, I feel like that's what this album has. Like right away, like... It's just that is such a well-written line that I practice my craft so you can call me macaroni. It's just it's such a good line that I I just wanted to start off on like that's a good line note. All right, Bonnie, how do you feel about this track? Um, I don't know. I mean, I liked it. Um, I found the beat was enjoyable. Um, there was like that kind of like floatiness where it was going between like um, you know, ears I guess on the headphones, and I have always 
you guys always know, I always say I enjoy when, like, they do something like that that's, you know, maybe a little bit different. Um, and, you know, they all sound good on this one. Like, there's not really anybody that, like, stands out or seems worse. Like, they're all equally good. Um, they're smoking weed, they're still digging in the crates, they're doing what they do, and, um, at the end, they just kind of, like, shout out all of their pals, all of their friends, like, just saying, like, hey, like, thanks for, like, helping us out, sort of like a thank you at the beginning, like, acknowledging everybody, um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it, and it, it feels very, like, New York-y, and, um, I'm gonna say this a whole bunch, it's very jazzy, so, um, I, I thought it was good, I gave it a four on five. I mean, I love the beat, I think. Yeah showbiz's production the beats are fun absolutely fucking stellar like you just get sucked into it and it's to a point where on multiple occasions on this album i had significant trouble caring what the rapping was about because a hearing stuff and this is not a disrespect to the line but that i'm an old champ like bruno sammartino or ivan putsky or the brother tony atlas i'm like who the fuck are these people I had to click on this genius annotation who told me who all these people are. They're all pro wrestlers. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I just, it's just yeah. like, it's like, it's fine. Like it wasn't like the super, it was just like names. It was like when somebody tells you, and this is just those lines and I'm just nitpicking, but I just feel a certain way about the cultural references that are just names like that. It's like when somebody tells you a story about their colleagues and they name everybody and you're like who the fuck are these people yeah that was a little bit but then like you know buy my ep and show biz will be the fattest and baddest is my status i knew a man named thaddeus who rode a train to georgia just like gladys night in the pips there's no 40s on my lips you'll pass them away and uh, i might flip and take a sip so he's not if he's gonna drink it's not gonna be the cheap shit it's gonna be i nice. appreciated the gladys and the knights uh, gladys and the pips um reference so personally like of all of that little section, the only line that resonated with me it was Yo, Pat, the, the, the drinking part because I understood that. And then he goes and sit back and smoke a blunt with Slick Nick. Sometimes he puffs slow. Sometimes he puffs quick. I'm like, I bet that that line meant something to a lot of people out there. To Slick Nick, he, it really did. And I know that, again, that Slick Nick is a guy <laughs> and he has a, a song called Sometimes I Rhyme Slow. And I, I bet that that like rhythm is like an interpolation from that track. But listening to it in 2019, I'm like, again, the beat is really great. And I'm not, like, I, I know that I haven't said this yet, but this is show business verse and his rapping from like the tech, like is great to listen to. He are enunciates probably the rhythm is great. The actual rhymes are well written. I just don't really understand any of the people and shit that he's talking about. Whereas, if we go back to Diamond D, I understand all the stuff he's talking about, <laughs> so I can really like appreciate it. Like the beats for the Jeep kid, they don't come cheap. I'm like, okay, I know what a Jeep is. You know, like I can I can picture that. Mm -hmm. I, that makes sense to me. You know, I don't know what a, with Lou Dog in the path means, but sit back and laugh, or maybe sign an autograph. Okay, I can connect with it. I'm just I don't know if this is really interesting to y'all. It's just. That was what I took away from this song. How much I could understand what was going on in the first verse and how the second verse sounded really good to listen to in a top-level kind of way but was hard to connect with. I digress. The chorus is pretty, like, 
because I believe they had uh, Digging Into Crates was a song on the last project they had dropped. So, you know, starting off, we're still digging, yeah. digging into crates, like going through the vinyl, like we looking up for the best shit. I find it super interesting that AG is not on the first track on this album and that it is Diamond D almost like hyping up everybody, showbiz, coming in, doing his thing, yeah. getting you almost excited for AG to come in. Um, I really enjoyed listening to this. So don't take my criticisms like this. It wasn't stellar to listen to. It was just the lyrics and my understanding. So 4.25 on 5 because this is actually like it made me excited to hear the rest of the project. And it's an hour and nine minutes. So it has to be like an engaging start for you to want to be excited for a hour and nine minutes, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so 4.25 on 5 dope way to come in and uh yeah why don't we move on then to the following track which is called fuck uh fat pockets it's fat pockets i was prepared if i may because we do have uh aag finally joining us in this yeah and i wanted to bring attention to a fantastic lyric like mike tyson i'm upstate and you know it's a fact black that's more like the preface line so if she says no, that means no. Mm -hmm. And that no matter how cute or how desperate, ayo, she got to get the boot. Yeah, she got to see the exit, but I'm not mad I didn't hit it. I just dialed seven digits and some skins that's with it. Do you hear what this man says right here? And what year is this? 1992, folks. How many years before hashtag me too? A whole bunch. 17. Uh, <laughs> no, age 16, because it happened last year. Uh... It wasn't 2019. Did you say 2016? It happened last no, year? No, I said no, 16, as in oh. not 17 years. <laughs> I digress. Um, I thought that was really cool. Honestly, just in the middle of this, this fucking song about, like, getting money and shit. Well, also, like, the no means no, I, I think, message has been out for, like, a fair amount of time. I think women were at one point know, were like, okay, we need to tell people When that. was the last time you heard a rapper on any of our songs really do this? I bet you we've heard something like yeah, this. Yeah, the fact that none came to your mind, <laughs> and 101 albums. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. Like it's, it's that it was that significant to me. It's up there with like use a condom. Yeah. Although use a condom does get said a lot more. There's about eight or nine times. But like, yeah, no, I was really, really in shit. Like I'm, I'm like, wait. So the song is about how y'all are trying to get rich and shit, but also respect women. Because well, yeah. a bunch of other ones will be Just down because to you want to be rich doesn't mean you have to be a rapist. But, like, the fact that that actually happened is incredible. Okay. So, before Bonnie talks, one more thing. Uh, so, it should be flashing up now, but I noticed this little fine fellow appearing in the music video. And uh, I was so proud of myself for catching the, the, the feature of Lord Jamar just kind of bopping around. And I think that the screen capture I got of him is absolutely fucking fantastic. <laughs> um, apparently, Sadat X, Big L, Peter Guns, Diamond D, Lakeem Shabazz, and Kid Capri are all in the music video to Fat Pockets. Although the only one I recognized was Lord Jamar. And this video taught me what both Showbiz and AG look like. So that was very helpful. Mm -hmm. Good. Very um, good. But yeah, otherwise the video is just a lot of people bopping around, and I was like, okay. But <laughs> I saw Lord Jamar, and I got kind of happy. You gotta understand, I spent like five minutes, six minutes on this. Like I scrolled back, I sent it to it my like, friend. Is this, is this Lord Jamar? And I'm like, I don't know. Who I pulled Lord up Jamar like is. a modern Lord Jamar <laughs> pick, and I'm like, it's the same guy, though. No? And, and I'm like, I guess. Yeah. I googled it, and thankfully, somebody in a random ass forum thread pointed it out. 
in like the buried. I had to control F to find it, but I was like, yeah, I caught that. (laughs) I feel a little bit cooler. Anyway, how do you feel about this song? Uh, I mean, it's basically about them. They like to make money and, and, you know, but they're also still like a bit stingy with their dollars too. Like they, they, they won't just like spend it wherever. Like they will spend it kind of wisely, I guess. And just kind of talking about the life that they're living and how they're kind of getting all these girls wherever. But, you know, like you said, they're also not just like raping girls because they have enough available. They don't have to actually go out and, uh, you know, do anything that's unnecessary. I even missed it right before the Mike Tyson line. It's getting pussy. Oh, that's regular. But the sex I never take is that that bitch screams rape. Mm-hmm. That's like my, that's AG's first verse on this album. Yeah. Um, you know, and they're making money and they're not getting like tricked into spending money unnecessarily like for like girls or anything like that. Like they're, you know, they're, they're just doing their thing and they're not falling for anything. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. So, I mean, I, I think I enjoyed, um, showbiz a little bit more, um, on, on both of these tracks than I did on eight, than just like AG on this one. But I am, you know, I'm getting to, you know, I'm getting into it. Um, and it's good. It's sort of just about like, you know, grinding and sacrifice and yeah, general good message. So I get it a 4.25. I mean, I liked it better than the last one, a little bit better. Yep. Um, I feel like the beats equally as good, a little bit different, like different enough to be like a completely different track when you listen to it. Yeah. But still in that same vein of sampled to like beautiful, blended well together. Like the kind of product, I'm starting to really understand why people don't like the current production because there's this richness to what you're hearing in this music that some people like a bjork can do really well (laughs) with the modern sound because like that utopia album was next level when she like pushed it but at the same time i think it's the same thing if you think even further back than that i think it's more why people like listening to records they like that kind of raw scratchy kind of it's it's the same sort of thing as like going back to the 90s it's not just like the scratchiness to it because like whatever the scratchiness isn't my favorite but it's more how many different layers of sounds are like put together in such a almost unconventional way to create something new like when you're staring at a program and you're timing everything perfectly and there's almost like this off time syncopation that happens with this sampling that creates almost new rhythms that are just ridiculously cool anyway so i I think it's just interesting because i'm really like at first i didn't really like this style of beats and it took me like well over a year to get like into it proper. But now when I'm hearing it, you find that groove and you're just going through it. And then Showbiz starts this off. And I mean, from his verse, what I really liked in the first one is like, I'm down with DITC that's digging into crates. It's very helpful to explain the acronym. I'm not going to lie. I'm a partner AG. We always keep crazy papes. I'm staying fat because what comes around, uh, goes around. Uh, and always help out and help a brother who, when he's down. And oh, like a Boy Scout, brothers always shout, good looking out, show, yeah, without a doubt. But don't try to take whatever. But the fact is, it's almost like the main motivation for having money isn't material wealth or like trying to like floss about having Gucci's and shit. It's like, yo, if my boy needs help, I can do that. And that's the point of pride is I am like a person who can solve problems inside of your life. 
and i was like that's fucking cool like these guys are coming at it at a like ethical angle that you don't see a lot of in this era of almost it is basic responsibility shit i don't know like i like when uh, the third verse which is also showbiz so again showbiz and ag album and ag's barely appeared so far don't get me wrong he comes yeah. in later on um but uh, I really enjoy how the third verse is time to take the brothers from the corner, clean up the act, and give them a chance to do what they wanna. I'm not trying to be a bum with a 40, that's not my style. I work, I gotta work hard like naughty by nature. You should understand to get yours in this line. You gotta work for yours, black man. Think it's easy because I rap? So don't ask me for a dollar, motherfucker. You ain't handicapped. And if you was, you'd still have a chance. Look at how I flip. Ain't this a bitch? Now I'm making you, making you dance. I'm like, that whole part's fascinating, right? Because on the one hand, it's like he wants to help people get jobs and shit but on the same time if you're gonna come at him and be like yo you're just a rapper you're just getting this easy money he's like well shut the fuck up and do it then if yep. it's so fucking easy do it it's not that easy it's really fucking hard to be a successful rapper in 2019 but and like, uh, apparently in 1982 as well. I don't think it's ever been easy. <laughs> but like all, all things to saying it's like you're really struck from this like sense of man like this is some really like I guess everything I would like to be if I was rich type of shit, like doing all the right stuff. Like I'm trying to make a million dollars, some shit I never saw before. So save that bullshit for later. So when I'm large, hoes give me head on an escalator. Yes, sir. That sounds wonderful. That, that is some fast head. Because you only have like... No, 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 no. Check it. If you are that rich, you just can find a really big escalator and then... Or you can get to the top. <laughs> I mean, and then you can just go down the escalator and you can cycle it. I mean, I don't know how long you're going to last on the escalator. Maybe it's like your total fetish and you're so into it that you bust in about 47 seconds. My point is... It's still too long. I love the honesty in that. Like, I'm trying to make a million... I'm trying to get something I've never had in my life. Like, so when you hear about the wealth acquisition gain, there's something about a guy who doesn't have a million trying to make a million that I want to listen to. Whereas a guy who's got the bag, I don't have the bag. I have all kinds of bags. Thank you. I don't have the bag. <laughs> so why the fuck do I want to listen to how you have the bag? You know, like, I don't, I don't understand that shit. Like, it, it, why, why is that cool that this guy is wearing Gucci? It's not. You know what's cool? This guy's grinding to get that Gucci. I don't know if he actually bought Gucci. But either way, he wants to get head on an escalator. That's a goal. It's like that's a goal. Yes. Okay. A hundred percent. It's like I feel like it would hurt the knees, like the metal. Did you see the video (laughs) of the couple having sex in the self-driving Tesla? No. Life goals. That's what I'm trying to say. I mean, I I feel like that makes a little bit more sense because it's a hands-free situation. I gave this song a 4.35. <laughs> uh, well, Escalator's pretty, like, effort-free. Anyway, 4.35. I really like the track. It's it's really cool. I feel like it's not, like, next level blows me away, per se, at this point. But it's, like, really enjoyable and really distinct lyrically, in my opinion. Like, I do think that the content of what these guys are talking about, really... Like, it, we're two tracks in, and it's pretty standout. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Let's check out Bounce to this On the escalator Alright Bonnie I guess that's how we're starting with the ding ding I'm bouncing to this okay Um, Drez starts us off on this one Another feature I'm saying it's Drez Is it? I don't know You're saying Drez I'm saying Drez 
Who he knows? says it right at the beginning. Okay, maybe he does. <laughs> I mean, if I'm wrong, I'm going to look really stupid having said that, but that's okay. I'll take the stupid looking. No, no, no. It's I, fine. I tend to, I suppose. That's not even true. <laughs> uh, but what do you think about this song? Um, it's it it does what it does. It it has a nice beat. It makes you like want to nod your head and kind of move along. Um, Drez um, introduces them <laughs> at the beginning, and he's just kind of saying like, no matter what, no matter who you are, um, no matter what you're doing, like you can like enjoy this. You, you know, like you can bounce to this. Like this is for everybody. Um, I like that he kind of says like, even if you're deaf, um, you gotta bounce to this. Like maybe they can like feel like the beat or whatever and like know that it's like bouncy and like i don't know maybe you can of course and i know that's how they feel things um and so that'd be great so anyways i just thought it was a fun happy song um i really liked it uh you know i like this kind of like you know more like fun sounding stuff um i gave us a 4.5 on 5. i mean yeah it's basically uh, this one is a little more it's just to listen to and to bounce to yeah, it, it's got like this chiller vibe to it, you know, like the lyrics are like, speak to your speaker, because it's the time of day, it's something new for the mass people, tribe hard, die hard, shit, hardly ever, not never, but whichever, your pleasure, whatever's clever, we're deeper than the ports in the back of your cerebellum, you know, and then it's just, they're setting it up, we're great rappers, this one's a little bit more on the ego track side of it, but let's be real, still digging. With... I don't think it's an ego track song, I think it's like them I think it's more of like, hey, like this is us. This is who we are. This is what we're going to do, I, I, and say, like, and just like allowing the music to like kind of play. But maybe it's like more their version of it, because like I mean, I just get off not just to say yo, I say I do it good, and Chaka kind of knows that we be in Hollywood. Don't get jealous if we cash large checks, because we skibbity dip dip do dip 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 for effects. Like it's a little bit flossy. It's yeah. a little bit braggy. Brothers think I'm dissing, but I'm really on the dicks. What? Okay. Is that... Can one of y'all translate that one for me, please? <laughs> um, Maybe he was gay. Maybe. Look, I don't... I, I mean, it's really doubtful he's admitting to it in 92. <laughs> uh, but sometimes some of these things that these dudes said really come off super homosexual listening to it in 2019, even if it was fly back then. Like, you know, that that uh, Biggie line, so, you know, whatever's so good, I'll suck your daddy's dick. I mean, some of this shit's just like, did he really say that? Okay. But I think it is also like that kind of, you know, I mean, I think we're getting a little sidetracked, but I do think it is um, like shock value. Hold on. Allow me to say one of my favorite lyrics on this album. I forgot all about it. So I was boning mama and your mother fucking told me. And so what I like about that is he's boning mama. So he's literally fucking a mother. Mm -hmm. But that mother fucking wasn't actually like mother fucking in the context that we use. It's that while he's banging your mother, your mother like fucking told you and i was like that's cool that's a clever fucking lyric just because of the use of motherfucking in that tone I, I was done i was like this is fucking great shit <laughs> i like that stuff i can't help it ag comes in you can bounce with Drez, you can bounce with dre you can flip the script or you can parlay he said parlay it just keeps getting better. I am sincere here. This is not sarcasm. This is fucking good shit. No? You don't yeah, agree? Yeah. Anyway, and then um, AG does his verse, and it, it's proper. He flows on through. I mean, I don't think there there's too many, like, great one-liners, like, when he dropped Parlay over there. But it's still pretty fucking proper. I really enjoyed this song. I definitely felt myself bouncing to this. I'm not on lockdown. 
but I did have boom in my headphones because who has a box anymore? And so I'm just throwing it out. I'm just this is what it says. Anyway, 4.5 on five. I really dig the track. It's really cool. But you know what? There's more than one way out of the ghetto. Yep. A lot of songs on this album start with these fucking obtuse little introduction cuts that, like, yeah, yeah, we got everybody in the house, boom, 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 and then it, like, abruptly stops, and abruptly the song will just start. Yep. And on the one hand, I appreciate them not really inflating the track count with a bunch of skits. On the other hand... Yeah. You kind of have to get through that intro every time. And I, like, sometimes you're like, what? Okay. I don't know. It's just part of the times, I guess. But to me, it was like, okay. I got past it real quick because the song's fucking dope. Yeah. But I'm not going to mention it on the rest of them because it's basically like every fucking song. Well, at least half the songs yeah. have them. There's a lot and of so, them. Anyway, what do you think about this track? Um... First things first, um, I have to say this one is like very jazzy, um, and they're they're very jazz influenced. Um, you can definitely tell, and like just and not not in just like one instrument. Like they really like play like the field of jazz, and I think they do like a stellar job uh, of incorporating that sound into their into their music, and I think it's really great. Um, I really like it. Um, so he's basically saying he grew up in the ghetto um, and saw like drug dealers, you know, kind of as like the idols, as like the people who have money, it's the cool guys who are, you know, time and time again, we have heard about this, you know, where it is like the drug dealer who's sort of like, like the, you know, the hero among like the ghetto, essentially. Um, and so because of that, he kind of ended up getting involved into some um, criminal behaviors Um and so that's kind of like the story here. Um, we have, you know, Andre the Giant, and he mentions that it is, uh, he's called the Giant not because of his height. Um, and I, we can kind of see that. He's implying it's his penis. How, how do you know that? That's what I took from that. Well, well, I mean, there's lots of other parts of your on your body. I must be crazy <laughs> cash and crazy women. Yeah, my gear was right. They called me Andre the Giant, and it wasn't because of my height. Mm-hmm. And he does look a little his short gear, because when you're looking, he's sitting next to Showbiz on the cover. His gear involved in the ladies is his dick. Maybe his car. It's his dirt. <laughs> this is the and night. Yes, it's it, is still a, it is still an era where the size of your dick measures your measure of yourself as a man, right? I still think it still measures stuff today. But anyways. Um, yeah, so but he, he's it's just less trying cool. To, yeah. Um, it's toxic masculinity. Um, I think everybody else heard the Dr. Dre part on skits and were like, this is too much. Yep. Um, so he's basically just saying like to stay out of like that sort of criminal life. He's just kind of giving a warning, um, and saying that he was lucky enough to escape and he was, um, lucky enough to be able to like change his ways and to go down like a different path before anything really serious happened. And often like, you know, again, we do hear a lot of the time on a lot of rap songs, um, not a lot, but some, um, where, like, you know, somebody gets involved in, like, the gangs um, and, like, it could be, like, their first, like, you know, sort of initiation or something that gets them killed, that gets them, you know, in jail, that, like, something really, really bad happens right away. And so, like, he's very lucky that he, you know, from, like, the beginning, even that little time that he was involved in, like, the criminal behavior, that he didn't actually end up, like, dead or in jail or anything. So, um... 
he, he's very lucky and he's saying like you might not be so lucky so take heed like this is like your warning um and he's basically letting kids know that there's like more than one way out of the ghetto and that you know he can be like the the idol that you look up to you know that he you don't have to like sell drugs or like you know get involved in criminal stuff um and you can be legit and still make it out and make money and be happy and you know live like a you know a good life um, so I really like this one. I, I thought it was very honest and very raw and amazing sounding. Um, there's a really good message to it. Um, and essentially it's it's inspirational really. So I give this a 4.75. I liked it. Allow me to be clear because I don't even think Bonnie gave enough credit to the poetic device that's used in this song. Y'all have seen that meme on the internet. You start reading the shit. You're worthless. Every time you look in the mirror and have an idea, you shouldn't do it. And you just read this depressing shit and it gets to the end and it says, now read this backwards. And it's like the complete opposite. And you're like, okay. Now, if you look at the way this song is constructed, it's almost like a, a curve where the climax is the pinnacle moment where he's in jail for a minute and he changes. Everything before that, it's there. And you can see it shit from like... Uh, uh, had a talent or hobby, you should say. I rap for poetry. Um, instead of staying in the drugs, we started selling it. Instead of rocking the parties, I was robbing them. You know, all that shit. And then if you look just like at the end of the song, um, it kind of starts to, to flip the, sh- the script. You know, I got to go write an exact. Instead of a package, I wanted a mic and a hype track. Instead of robbing the parties, I'm ripping it. MCs were getting done every week, a different one. And I'm not saying he line for line did it, but when I heard the way he constructed the track, the tone starts in like, yo, fuck that shit. And it emotionally takes you on that same experience of that high where it's all bad and then it kind of lyrically brings you down is how yo i went from this method of getting out of the hood which was very negative although it had some positives it was still very negative andre the giant just saying not because of his height come on guys <laughs> anyway uh then he flows on through and all of a sudden you're like at the end take my advice because the giant cock said so and remember there's more than one way out the ghetto and then you're like you see the point is there as much as it might look that there's a certain way to escape he found through the rhymes and this way this was a way better way to approach the situation yeah anyway i thought this song was absolutely brilliant i think the beat was brilliant the concept was brilliant the rhyming was like as far as storytelling goes it's pretty spectacular it's memeable you could make a meme under this shit five on five brilliant motherfucking song Anyway, why don't we talk about the remix to (laughs) Silence of the Lambs? My first thought is, why the fuck is the remix first? I can answer (laughs) that question. I know why the remix is first. So why? We're going to talk about it when we talk about Silence of the Lambs. It just seems more appropriate then. Um, On that note, this beat is jazzy. You can tell that they have a lot of jazz-infused influences. But, like, I want to point out that, like... It's very jazzy. It's different than your normal jazzy. This feels more in the spirit of jazz. It sounds like a jazz bar or something. But it sounds like the improv part of jazz, where you're just, like, being creative and, like... Like, it doesn't sound like the structure, this is the jazz elements and we're fusing it, I find. I feel like it's, it's like, it's a lot less disciplined sounding than maybe, like, I don't know if that's the right word it for it. It sounds live. It sounds like yeah. you're at a jazz club, at a jazz bar, like real people. So what's, what's the difference of what we're saying? It just, it sounds more alive. I'm not saying anything different. Thank you. You're um, welcome. 
anyway so as far as this one goes i don't know that there's a whole lot of any this one's a little flossy i think yeah now this goes for those who thought i fell it's more to tell because the suckers are sort of gel because the giant finally got his props we can box rhyme for knots and see that's cool because props is like like that box it's like that but you know anyway rhyme for knots and see who got the biggest glocks it don't matter because i can withstand i got no hair on my chest and take a guess who's the man you know it is fine it isn't having the same crazy moments i was dropping earlier on this project in terms of great like that line really really struck out at me i'm like i don't really know if this is referencing like the movie the silence of the lambs or if there's something that's the silence of the lambs well, that i, I assume don't know that about. that's what it is and also it's not just the movie it started as a book okay but i didn't i just i don't know enough about the reference so i was just kind of curious in general oh it is a book and yeah i just told you that yeah but when did the movie come out after yeah. the book in 91 so yes it was possible anyway i'm, I'm sorry uh now who's stepping first because it's time for the second verse you want to withdraw well don't stall because it's getting worse i gotta show off my stuff if it's a 40 i'll take a sip a blunt then i'll take a puff i'm undisputed even when i'm booted i'm like it's okay it's totally fine showbiz comes in and then probably says one of those lines you wish you didn't say all this time later they said i was a rookie and my name was charlie sheen it's not a name you want to be today but it was a name that made sense back then yeah kind of like trump some talked about my concert said i was whack 20 percent of beats was in my house and stacks and stacks if i was blind i might break like a referee so the next man can't see round two and three i feel like showbiz is tighter on this like in general and ag's like i like ag's voice yeah I and they, really, they work well together they they really do they're they're quite seamless but it's just in general like i like showbiz too more I don't like showbiz more all the time. I like showbiz more in like what I believe to be like the earlier parts because I get the feeling showbiz has been doing this longer, brought AG into it in a sense. Fair enough. And he's kind of like turning it. Uh, like in a sense, when I read Prodigy's uh, book, he was describing how at first Havoc was the sicker rapper, but over time he like developed it. And I feel like what we heard on the DITC album, that AG was tight as fuck yeah 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 for sure so anyway i guess i had that in the back of my mind and i was a little bit like okay he's young i'll give it to him and it's the early 90s so stuff's kind of like this well i think it's also more just that he's young but really the beat blew my fucking mind i gave it a 4.35 it's a really cool song yeah i mean i don't same sort of thing like i didn't really have much else to like to describe this song for you guys um i really like the instruments um it's really fun and they're basically just sort of showing off and flossing and just kind of like doing their thing but it's just like a really nice fun song to listen to in terms of like the beat it's enjoyable um i gave it a 4.5 i think it's good all right well instead of 40 acres and a meal you'll get 40 acres and my props all right i really like this song like a lot a lot i think it's a five that's how much i like this song because they have the beats got like really dope and jazz infused but it's also somber <laughs> as shit like it's got a different tone to it than what we've seen and what i like about this project so far is we seem to have the more braggadocious songs but it's never more than two in a row and then we seem to have the really serious songs but it's never more than two in a row and they seem to be like here's a fun one here's time for you to think here's a fun one time for you to think i i like that 
I think that's a cool way to approach it because it shows that you're fun to hang out with, but you're also like real, real. And it keeps people listening because, like, if you like, you know, it, you know, like making songs that make you think, then you're gonna want to listen to the ones that are making you think. And if you want to listen to fun songs, then you're gonna want to listen to fun songs. But the only way is to get through them all, and you're going to have to like experience both sides of it. Right. I think that's good. I mean, this one to me. If I were to summarize it into a sentence, would be record labels um, sell a really bad image to black men to keep them down. That would be like the gist of this. Like, don't fall for that trap and recognize the danger of what all this shit really is.、Hmm. I mean, right off the jump, record labels try to juice me for my papers. They offer me a meal and what else in Forty Acres, and that's a crazy line because that's what the U.S. government did to the slaves and shit.、Yeah. Offered them all Forty Acres and a meal. Where's all the black landowners in America? Because imagine.、Yep. They'd all be wealthy. Yeah, I mean the whole situation would be different if that had happened. Absolutely. I'm dissing snakes now. There's no time to catch the vapors. I'm not a pup for what a muppet caper. And all the ghetto groupies get free with the quickness and show concentrate on only think about business. I hate to sell out because you <coughs> put me in a rage. I play KRS and throw the ass out the stage. I like you get the sense that like yo they. They really care about the actual business of the situation, and like actually recouping and understanding their value, and looking at how the record labels kind of extorting young people and playing upon it in a negative sense. You know, record companies try to juice me for my papers. They offer me a meal on about forty acres. They try to gain me for my royalties. Push me towards the dotted line. You know, I'm signed. Interfere with my career, then it's back to the streets. Bang, bang on the pow, pow. I settled the beef the best way I know how. Police are savages of not taking care. Rap is my career, and it's my only way out of here. So they're very serious about their shit. The、yep. consequences of failure are bad, and if they let the record companies extort them, then they're just going right back to that shit. You know, you know, then. You get into a little bit more of what I believe to kind of being like just some bullshit that they're doing. Like they say, a BMW is a black man's wish. Like that line was really interesting to me. I was like, and I mean that sounds like some shit that's perpetuated for marketing, but you know it really shows like the wealth attribution. Like wow, these fancy ass shit. Like. I mean, if you look at the stats of how long a dollar stays in the black hood versus, say, the Jewish hood, and you, you look at that, and it's almost like the music is a huge part of perpetuating that message. Maybe、Absolutely. I'm reading、Absolutely. too. Maybe I'm just actually applying like later knowledge to this song. I don't know. But I like how he goes instead. I wish for SB twelve、uh, hundred and some discs.、Uh, material C saying peace to the brothers in the belly of the beast. People saying show on a rhyme. I didn't want to get bad and do fed time. He want to live's correct. Anyway, and then AG does his little part at the end. You know, again pointing out that. Through the music, they can kind of escape the shit of the situation, and they want to be legit, but they also don't want to get fucked over and ripped off. Yeah. So, I thought it was really, again, educational, like driving home the point. Like you can just—they're not being suckers. They're not being played. Like you know. Where's my forty acres? Not the projects, of course. I asked for a mule. I got an iron horse. Shit goes on as、uh, as the song plays. Can a、uh, devil fool a Muslim? Nah, not nowadays. And that little part's like kind of alluding to how the white folk enslaved everybody, and how nowadays people are waking up and being a little bit smarter. They already fell for that trick.、Yeah. So why are you gonna fall for that trick again? Even though, as we can see with the music industry, a lot of people fell for that trick again. Still, I I think it's an incredible song, especially in、uh, 1992. So it was dope. 
Yep. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, there. I, maybe I just wasn't really paying so much attention to it. But, like, I mean, I got, like, the gist of, like, the message um, for sure. Um, and, again, like, this one sounds, like, very, like, very much like we're in a jazz club in, like, a bar or something like that. And it's, like, 1950s. Like, it just sounds old school. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was, like, a really nice beginning. That's how it kind of starts off. Um, and like you were saying, he, he talks about, like, the issues with basically with, like, the um, record companies and, you know, how, like, they're just trying to, like, wrap their way out of the hood and out of, like, bad situations. And that this is what a lot of people are trying. But I didn't really maybe catch, like, that they're, like... Like, it's a warning for other people, but, I mean, that's good. Well, I, I mean, you just got, like, why are they writing this song? It's well, of like, course, that makes sense. It's simultaneously, like, this is the authentic approach. I took the whole thing as, like, we did it like this, so do the right thing, too. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and, I mean, and like, the whole thing is, like, it's hype rhymes. Like, it's very good. Um, I mean, that's pretty much it. Um, I feel like this is sort of like right in the middle between like rap and jazz. Um, so I think that if you are somebody that maybe doesn't really listen to too much rap, but like loves jazz music per se, you know, I think this would be like a good like transition um, song and album um, for you to like kind of get into it if you wanted to like just, you know, kind of dabble into like the rap genre. Um, and maybe even for like an older person, because like I was saying, it sounds like 1950s, like kind of sounding jazz club kind of stuff. So I think that it's really, um, like there's a lot of people that this can appeal to for sure. Um, so I thought that that was really, really cool. And, um, yeah, that was pretty much it. I gave it a 4.4. All right. So now it's time to talk about the title track, Runaway Slave. So... I was just saying how we never go two songs in a row with serious themes. <laughs> well, of course, you say something like that, and the album proves you wrong. But this is cool, because I believe this song is kind of showing the opposite mentality of the last song. So on, like, the first one, you get, like, this elevation of this is how you should be doing things. This is, like, the right things to focus on. Be smart. And instead, AG's like, nah, this is what the opposite is like. This is what the slave mentality is really about. And it's just painting this picture of almost terrible decisions. Like, living in the slums with the bums, the rats and the stray cats, dogs with the rabies, little babies having babies, juveniles. Yep act wild every footstep you take on every corner there's a crack file pushes dealers crackheads are buying so i saw somebody comment that this song was like the message and i kind of see it it's really painting this picture of like a bad environment my man got aids he was hit hard to get lady paid a crackhead for a five dollar quick job you can get sex for five dollars off a crackhead i don't mean it like <laughs> in a, i want to indulge this like, but like yes no. Holy shit, that's like, that, that's cheap. That poor girl. Anyway, in the ghetto, this stuff you have to find. A bureau relax my mind, but I still pack my nine because I'm aware of all evil and devilishment because I'm living in a rat-like settlement. I just like it flows in and, you know, four out of nine were killed before their prime. The other five wanted, wanted vengeance. So now five out of five are doing a jail sentence. It's like, see, 9 out of 10 are black-on-black crimes. And it's just like, of that, four of them were killed and the other five are in jail. So, like, 9 out of 10 black guys and shit of these guys are, like, fucking in a bad situation. And it's just 
really hard hitting right like it's it's blunt it, it's painting this picture of like this bleak reality that you're surrounded in and this mentality it seems that's overtaking people like that need for vengeance perpetuating a cycle of violence but really you're either dead or in jail which yep. seems to be a very prevalent theme throughout a lot of hip-hop's history um verse two same kind of thing chapter two of every black man's diary drugs and diseases put in our society which is fair i mean there's that idea that aids is a cia thing that got put into the hood in the 80s and then i mean it's very clear that the u.s government taught latin america how to push that coke into the hood i mean no for real like you look into that shit i read a book on like honduras and that part of the world and like they were writing yo the u.s government like showed up and trained the army how to move coke and they were moving like two million million a day through it like that's how much coke was being moved by the u.s government and then all of these narcos were like what the fuck am i being a soldier for this is where the money is yep. and then why was the cia selling coke and bringing it in the states like what, what was the point of this you know anyway put it into the hood kill another brother and it's bravery come on that's one step backwards into mental slavery yeah you best believe that's reality you got black on black then there's police brutality yeah it's bad but what makes it sad is that i'm being harassed by a black man with a badge he's selling out because he's two-faced you only got one race you only got a face he's selling out because times is hard and old ladies are getting robbed because i can't find a job the whole song's like this yeah and it's just really powerful and then on the the chorus it's got like this runaway thing that's just like panning but it's like panning back and forth between your ears yeah and i thought that was pretty cool that was a very experimental use of tech but meanwhile it's like i gotta get away i gotta do it now or find a better way so how that sound and then it's just saying runaway runaway slave under it this song is very powerful and shit very cool i give it a 4.5 on 5 it's very enjoyable very serious very dope yeah um, it starts off with like a, another sort of weird, long sort of intro beat, but I really like this one. Um, I wanted to like mention that because like, you know, there are a lot of intros on the songs. Um, and then basically like what you said, it's sort of just covering like the the negatives, like the evils of the ghetto, the drugs, the AIDS, the the guns, like the, you know, all of like this terrible things that are happening like in this, you know, place where he grows up, grows up and, you know, where kids are growing up and where, you know, his family is from and I guess so it's it's hard seeing like the people that you love fall into like these like terrible traps and it just is just like this cycle that you just seems like you can't escape and it's just I, I can't even imagine mm. sorry go ahead yeah um so I wrote down a, a couple of like lyrics um but it's better than an Uzi and a brother man is dead see nine out of ten are black on black crimes four out of nine were killed before their prime the fi- other five wanted vengeance so now it's five out of five doing a jail sentence so i think that that's like like i don't know i mean it's pretty like hard stuff when you hear that kind of like you know what's happening exactly like who how many how many people and how quickly like this you know these sort of crimes and this sort of like activity and like how just like things just get out of hand like so quickly and um and then the you know i know you mentioned it as well um there in another verse you got black on black 
then there's police brutality. Yeah, it's bad, but what I said, but what makes it sad is that I'm being harassed by a black man with a badge. So I think that that's like a real message, um, and again relates to what was happening at this time in 1992 in America. That you know was the war on drugs. It, you know people are being um, attacked, but like they're it's still going on today, as you know we all know. Um, and it just seems like they're just like trying to like escape all of like this hate and persecution and you know as like a, a runaway slave essentially but they're still being harassed and being you know i don't know chased after and 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 just killed for for nothing for literally nothing sometimes and it's just ridiculous and it's just sort of like kind of i think that it's also too reflecting back on like the power um that white people have over black people and how that can just create such terror and you know how, how they're just probably constantly frightened of people and so that's why they get so angry you know it, it just makes sense like it just makes sense fair enough um so yeah i mean i thought it was great um a very powerful message i give this a five on five so i made a mistake in one of my comments i i got confused with my notes this song is more of a positive or like not positive but like from the mentality of this shit's fucked up we need to end it yeah. right and when I said my, it's a reaction to the last song shit, I was a little bit premature. That's, this song isn't so much a reaction to the last song, but the next song is most definitely the opposite reaction to this song. So why don't we move ahead, Bonnie, as we discuss Hard to Kill. And yeah, like, he's not even subtle. Like, it starts <laughs> off, before becoming a runaway slave, here's a taste of mental slavery at Backtrack. That was the point I was trying to make on the last one. I mm-hmm. think you guys got confused. Still, the idea here is to kind of, instead of looking at the situation for how fucked up it is and like trying to end it or to escape it, it's like the opposite. It's like being proud of the violence and embracing it. It's like, I'm hard to kill, yo. Uh, check it. Many try to come close. Rest in peace to the deceased and the rest are comatose. I'm not a joke and I go for broken while I'm laughing. You'll be gagging from the motherfucking gun smoke. Walk the streets and I play for keeps and while I entertain suckers stay six feet deep. It was good while it lasted. Broken bones. And I, anyway, so it's the opposite almost. It's almost yeah. like bragging about it. What I think is cool about this song from like a, a political point of view is like Imagine you're a conscious rapper and you want to prove you can write some gangsta ass shit. Well, take on a perspective of what the gangsta ass shit perspective is yep. from the point of saying, just so that you know, I know the other side of this coin, right? And to show that to become this greater thing where you can escape the slavery of the situation, it's almost like you have to acknowledge this mindset, you know? Uh, dressed in black with a hoodie and a low hat what you did spoke to the witness not a witness don't know jack the giant and his crew are ill we're sick ass convicts we're hard to kill you know what snitches get stitches that's what you get in, in a sense it's the same level of like storytelling and descriptive nature and everything that we got on the last song for real but like it's just the complete opposite like and uh 40 bottles on the curb and my mom got the bag of herb another brother tried to get ill and tried to make me out the block he forgot i was hard to kill i ran for cover so the brother missed he hit my mind in the head now ed is dead yo what is this i won't stop until i get some rest he popped by the cops too late for ems ain't no chance for survival why is that he tried to go head on now he's dead on arrival and you know this this side is maybe something a little more common that we encounter like this idea of like 
the vengeance the desire to kill and i think if we look at this from like the bigger point when you're trying to convince somebody of something new to challenge their conceptions and get them to rethink their way of life it's important to uh, to show that you can empathize with them so if you're gonna make a track that's almost like criticizing the same very lifestyle i guess making a song glorifying it in a satirical kind of way effectively proves that you understand that lifestyle but at the same time if you link it to the other track it's really just saying if you think like this you can think like this so that is such a clever and crafty and well-placed move on this album to me the beats as good i feel like they're all as good for the most part like it's very consistent beat work they're almost all super enjoyable to me uh i gave this another 4.5 it's really fucking cool especially with like the place the song placement on this is some of the best i've ever seen on a project like it's right up there with like the eminem great albums where he couples all the songs or like the way kendrick flowed shit together like to me at least those two songs yeah are that I agree, well placed. actually now you mentioned that it, it makes a lot of sense it's they're really good together um and it does kind of like come across as like you know this is sort of like how hard and gangster they can be and yet they're still i don't know like they're still like like sort of like a hidden message in there um so and one of the lyrics i wrote down was um, another brother tried to get ill and tried to take me out on my block. He forgot I was hard to kill. So that's sort of like the general message of like what we're getting um, and the, how they will destroy everybody. And it's, it is sort of like it gives you, I guess, maybe just me because we've been doing a lot of this um, or maybe other people who listen to a lot of rap. Um, it does kind of give you the like battle rap kind of vibe while at the same time being like hard to kill like in terms of the government and the police and everything else trying to kill them and other gang members it's true. Like as it well. comes off like the braggadocious battle raps but he's being 100 percent sincere yeah and then he shouts out all the crew you know kind of crews across the st- uh, across the states and like boston and philly and like all of this stuff and i think it also it is also you know a, a a song for people to come together and make saying like make it difficult for the white people to kill us to kill maybe even to kill our voices you know get out there and get heard and shout and scream and make it difficult for them to kill us because we're not going down without a fight like that's kind of what i felt a little bit as well like you know they're kind of pulling everybody together because a lot of shit has gone has is going down at this time and so they're kind of unifying everybody and i think that that's like a really strong powerful message that and you know they're friends with like krs1 so and so like it always just makes me think that like yeah like they know what's going on they know like the the you know the the way that they need to be they they know like the right stuff and i think that um they're not stupid i think that this is like a good song and it's fun and yet you want to listen to it and so but it does have sort of like the you know i guess sort of double entendre but like there's more to it like there's sort of layers into it um so it's still like an easy and enjoyable listening you know song i think it was great i gave it another um 4.5 it's got nice rhymes nice flows good job and if you thought the connections between songs because i still think the first like these last four songs or so are kind of connected like you have we make the music to escape the hood the hood's a pretty fucked up place and you should want to escape the hood killing people is a really bad idea it's backwards thinking and then after people die sometimes you're just left trying to hold your head 
I'm like pretty sure the people they're shouting out in the choruses is like all the people that they know that have like been killed or passed away or whatever. And yeah. there's just something about like just naming all these people. Like I don't know who the fuck his cousin Chris is, but I guess well, Chris he's, is his cousin. You know, like you you read it, but like True Dog and Carrie Dope and Wally World and I don't know who these people are, but there's always that saying, like you die twice, right? When you actually die and then the last time somebody says your name. So in a sense, like Tyrell and Cool K and his brother Cal and Big Todd and all these people like we're saying their names here. It's almost like I don't really have memories of them. But we're trying to keep their memories alive still. And I don't mean that like in a facetious or negative yeah. way. It's just the type of shit that I, I, I kind of think about. Uh, ever, you know, death is just something to think about sometimes. Anyway, but it just seems like the the, the verses are like just kind of like trying to be like a little bit upbeat and like keeping your head up and shit. And then you just kind of get to that like chorus chorus where it just like kind of sinks in like really why you need to hold your head up while this shit's happening you know like the first verse is fine like once again back with my friends diamonds beats are fat just like a band's andre the giant is great and i should also mention lord finesse he's the funky technician i'm on my way to the studio it's the only way i know how to play down low you know like this is how he escaped punching keys like rocky balboa saying rest in peace to chaka figueroa some got got to grow up before they blow up and did you ever know a young brother who had his shit sewed up ran in some bms some bubbles and some bands so much jewels i had to pass on to my friends and it seems like all standard and shit like you know you're not really expecting anything like that chorus and then it just kind of flows in and like all of that just seemed like yeah we make music this is how we're doing it we're, we're trying to build everybody up like that's all i took from the first verse yeah and you get that chorus then you get the second verse hold your head that's what showbiz said in memory of Coda harris the eulogy read another friend was laid to rest and then it started to click because there was that first person that he shouts out you know rest and but then it started to realize oh shit you know the world is chaos confusion and a big mess and we got to keep striving to leave down never stay down but keep rising from the ghetto but not always ghetto minded some are striving the finish line they never find it all of a sudden their life stops from black on black to harassed by white cops and they're like oh that's what this song's about and it just like sinks in and shit it's almost like everything else we've been listening to culminating into focusing on just like the death of the situation um i don't know and then showbiz comes back for the third verse and he keeps it proper uh I don't know. Uh, I'm not trying to get bagged by any narc cops. What do you want, dope? Is this a joke? Is this the day you, they pulled me over searching for cracks and coke? What's the problem? You know I'm sober. If you drove a fucking Nova, they wouldn't have to pull you over. You're making me late. My papers are straight. Never hesitate to run and check and let me skate. And then on this verse, it's like a little bit more on, I guess, living in this situation that like you just want to live a proper life. You just want to survive you just want a wife not 25 to life you know and it's just how in light of all of these dark ass circumstances the death the harassment all the things that make them feel like runaway slaves and shit you have them sitting there going yo just keep your head up we just gotta keep our heads up stay focused stay positive the negative thoughts are gonna kill us and shit and yo if you look at all the self-help books all the corporate self-help books all the books you can fucking read basically will tell you about the power of perspective and how positive thinking and keeping your head up will get you out of all circumstances so 
super fucking practical knowledge and a very somber and heavy song that just like follows up all these other heavy songs and shit so i'm giving it a 4.35 just on sound it's not my favorite sounding one of them all but yo it's still like 4.35 it's that good we're talking about compared to the last few yeah it's a it's so good like this whole album is powerful like i don't like this is one of the first 92 albums we're gonna say where it sounds like 92 but i really like it like yep. whereas it's not like it sounds like 92 but i'm like okay no no don't get me wrong some of that shit like the the eshams is pretty cool don't get me wrong I'm, yeah i know dj black hurricane eshams <laughs> and shit are cool but in general like the 92 sound is a little corny for me okay um I mean, this one is, you know, it is essentially what you were saying is basically, you know, a message to kind of keep your head up, you know, keep moving forward, you know, especially or even in um, tough situations. Um, anything, you know, like whether somebody goes to jail, basically, or whether somebody dies, like one of your friends. And like, this is like a reality for like um, a lot of people, um, you know, especially like where he's from and like these other like sort of like ghettos or like areas that are like you know going through this kind of stuff um you know it is sort of just like a motivational song to try and stay better and to keep people from feeling like miserable and that you know they can't like escape it and that that there is hope that there is like something to to keep striving for and that you know we can be better and like we can escape all of this and you know get away from all of that again same sort of like the the runaway slave sort of like feeling um a little bit and it's just sort of you know stay positive keep keep your head up and keep moving forward and um love those that are close to you because you never know when they might get taken away so that's kind of like the the overall good message um i thought it was really good and i think that it's um important for people to listen to like this kind of stuff so i would give this a 4.75 all right well when people talk too much when you get surrounded by the yentas it's all about the he say she say mm. so this one also has another introduction that does some shit for about 20 30 seconds and then it just stops super abruptly <clears throat> and this track starts so yeah i don't know at this point i was like i'm fucking tired of that shit but still but still the song <laughs> kicks in why don't you walk us through this one um okay so this is basically um, just sort of about the gossip that happens and uh, the affairs that people have and when people get up to stuff um, and how people will judge or presume things or will say things when maybe they should keep their mouth shut um, or they're jealous. So it's just sort of different reasons why people might... Um, why are you giving me that look? I mean, that's not what the first verse is about. Okay, so tell us. All right. See, his Victor, um, his, his so Victor is got a brother named Mike who's boning Shantae, and Shantae's Eric's sister, mm-hmm. and Mike had a girl, and Shantae knew, and that's some down low little rendezvous. Now that's not Victor. That's Mike, and Mike's doing some shit. So Victor ends up escorting uh, Shantae home. There's nothing they see Mike Victor was not boning Shantae. Mike was boning Shantae. Mm-hmm. Now Victor has a girlfriend too. And then these people saw Victor with Shantae 
and then this led to some gossiping situation where um basically the victor's relationship gets terminated because the girl flips the fuck out and freaking out like why are you cheating why are you being like that why are you whatever and it's over the relationship was done but yo victor was a loyal brother and you know if i ever knew one you say he's wrong but that's not a fact see if you don't know the story then you shouldn't say drag so it's not so much about the infidelities and shit it's well, no but it is just sort more of like if you see some shit that looks like a thing don't presume anything make sure you know what the fuck is up before you talk because like listen victor was being a loyal brother okay he was not infidelitizing yeah, but the at people all. who saw them we don't know what their relationship with them but are all that the people who saw them just assumed that victor was being mike mm-hmm. when mike was the one doing the boning correct right yeah and so it was you saw something and assumed some shit and ran with it mm-hmm. so exactly. those people so maybe they were jealous or they were yentas they were okay. gossiping people well, anyways they were busy bodies yes of course but um that's basically you know that's kind of like the gist of it obviously you went right through it so um i do also have to to say i have to say on my usual um i love the jazziness to this it feels very like jazzy but like well mixed in as well and i love the um cello or the bass or whatever that's like featured in it it sounds so good it makes this one like super distinct and um i just love it it sounds really nice um and obviously, you know, it, it talks about like rumors basically only end up hurting people, whether it's, um, you know, it escalates something else, it turns into something else or somebody ends up getting killed, um, you know, kind of what he ta- talks about further on um, and just sort of saying what you know, and I'm sure many a rumor honestly has uh, caused people to end up getting killed, you know, because girls will be like, oh, she said this or he said this and like people get crazy when they're like in love or head head over heels or they're just crazy people and they do stuff like this so it's nuts um and it's basically just sort of reminds me of like the salt and pepper song like you know mind your own business stay out of like everybody else's like shit and just do your own thing and don't talk about anybody else um so I think this is a really cool song. I like it. Um, I feel like this is something that a lot of mo- a lot, if not most people, can relate to. That's fair. So in verse two, like you said, it's a bit more about the violence and the situation and how running your mouth, and you know, it's just gonna lead to it. So these two people did this. They get killed. Somebody dies. Yo, we gotta come get it. it you know, a revenge situation plays out. Then you know that this and kid's really talking about having his nothing. gun and just keeps escalating to the point where the kid kills your friend. shoots him in the head is it worth it no rest in peace chief because it's something you said you know because you were talking shit that one day this motherfucker ended up dying and whatnot tell it to his family on his funeral day and your man is a victim and he say she say honestly all just was about talking whatnot and the third verse is about people who um basically don't think that ag and um showbiz can rap proper so uh they respond to that and uh you know rumors about them ayo i heard showbiz is making money out the cracks and he doesn't have to jack because he's making fat tracks and i was like the severity of these things have changed drastically from like man's relationship getting ruined dude dying people (laughs) talking some shade about showbiz and ag 
And I believe that the goal of that last verse is to say, when you talk, these bad things can happen. So don't talk shit about us because it's just as bad as those things. It's not. But like I get your well, point. Well, like you know, maybe somebody no, was know, talking about allow the, me to the, take it back. Like record labels, you're were saying, like, oh, is maybe no, 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 you're, you know, you're, I'm like, going to take it back because if you are saying shit, making stuff up about drugs like and you whatever, you ruin your career. You're right, especially in the Twitter democracy of 2019, where a tweet from 10 years ago can get you fired. Literally, that's the he say, she say. I totally get the point. I said something silly just now. Comment people. I corrected myself. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I, I really appreciated this song. I thought it was quite brilliant. And if it didn't have that shitty intro, I would have given it a five. So it gets a 4.75 because I don't like the intro. Okay. Well, let's uh, represent. Represent? You didn't say it cool. I normally could not care less about posse cuts in general because it's like a bunch of names. Like, who the fuck are all these people? But then Big Gal, Deshaun, and Lord Finesse show up and I'm like, Okay, wow. I, I do care about these people. Let's, like, oh, let's let's do it. And it is it is what it is, man. Big L rips it. He's just fucking fantastic. I mean, I would I, I really like Big L. I forgot it's like you, I forgot how much I like lifestyles of the poor and the dangerous until we listened to all this Big L recently. <laughs> I just fucking ridiculous, man. Like, uh, uh ta- trash rappers at Tax and Spark. I'd be wetting up like a. Uh, Water rides in Action Park uh, struck me, and that ain't funny, son. So I get money done. They wet him in his honey bun. Cause funny faggots, I froze. It's a fact. I flip fast on foes with fabulous, fantastic flows. Alliteration. But like, look, I can't even do it justice. Big L, he could say, like, I flipped the yellow pages and I called up a person and I ordered a pizza and it would still sound that gangster because of his fucking delivery and his intensity and all of that shit. So Big L can literally say whatever the fuck he wants. Yep. Including shit like Coast to Coast shows that host foes I roast out of yo some ghost. It's it's so good. Big L's I mean you guys get it. You guys know how good Big L is. Yeah. Um yeah, verse two has Deshaun coming in and he's fucking flowing proverbs. And I I with a machete, I'm a crazy Edward Scissor hands born with a thirst with such a thirst to kill I can tap two hundred quarters from a fifty dollar bill. I thought that was pretty fucking cool. Like first of all, can you picture uh Edward Scissor hands with a bunch of machetes slicing motherfuckers up? Because that's what I'm picturing now. And then somehow taking a fifty dollar bill and turning it into the exact number of quarters necessarily to get fifty dollars. That's game. That is laundry money for such a significant period of time that it's actually a practical and useful skill for life because let's be real, when you can't find the change machine, it's fucking annoying. Um, first world problems when you're like in middle class Canada. Um, uh, <laughs> I think it's lower class too. Anyway, yeah, I suppose everyone struggles with laundry <laughs> machines except for rich people who have washing machines in their house, I guess. They have people to do them. Or like chopping MCs like trees piece by piece, building cabins. I'm a maniac magician. Abracadabra. I just, I like it. It's just, Deshaun sounds so fucking cool. And it's really enjoyable to listen to. Um, Lord Finesse comes in proper, does what he's got to do. Super enjoyable too. And it's like, we're talking like, they all sound so good in 92 that it's like, now I have to go listen to more of all of these dude shits, you know? I make papes off of shit I create, then dictate, so get your motherfucking shit straight. I got skills, I'm hard to kill, so y'all bitch-ass rappers better chill and just guard your grill. Y'all... Y'all grab a mic and always getting hype talking about fucking up, but you can barely beat your dick right. Ooh, Ooh Floyd Finesse, you. T- <laughs> that's a stop. So stop riding my dills, Nick, as I can still kick on the ill shit. That motherfucking real tip. 
I rhymed all that on purpose because that's just sick shit. It's really good to listen to. And we haven't even gotten to AG or Showbiz yet. AG comes in. He's completely proper. Hoes get no dough, so I try. You think it's going to be a hit and run? Wrong. It's a drive-by. Catching tantrum because your girl's never safe around a midnight phantom. They predicted I'm a fail. They must be down with Michael Jackson because the shit's off the wall. You don't believe me? Ask the brother show. Snatching hearties, grabbing hearties, letting motherfuckers know. That's camaraderie. That's beautiful shit right there. Mm -hmm. This song is just well rhymed. It's really enjoyable to listen to. Great beat. I mean... I'm the calm one, but my crew is sort of sick. It's, it's a great track, man. It's a 4.5 on 5. It's super great to listen to. And I'm going to say it is the last song on the album. We can we can talk about that on the next one. Yeah. Um. So it's got all these great features on this one. And, like, right away when you first, like, start listening to it, I, I was, for me at least, I mean, I listened to it several times, but at the very beginning, the first time I heard it, I was like, I love this song. This is great. Um... It's very funky. Um, it's got a weird beat change, but it's still like super cool. Um, Big L, obviously, great, fabulous, as usual. Um, I pack a gap and not a slingshot. Step to this and get an ass whooping like Rodney King got. Again, another super relevant um, track. And I think that it is also saying like, like he's like they, you know, they, he, whatever. Um, like he's just trying not to be I think it's sort of like the David and the Goliath situation that's why he's saying he's like I don't have a slingshot um I have a more violent like you know effective tool I guess um at least for him and like he's going against like the government and the police and like you know like these big sort of like goliath type people that just seems like impossible to like knock them down and i think that's kind of what he's saying that he's he's going to like get them he's going to do what he has to do to um to like elevate like i guess black people at this time who are like really like i don't know unfortunate like they were basically being attacked and you know still are um which is just awful um that's kind of that <laughs> um then we have like Deshaun and I don't know if we've ever come across him before I'm I feel like I've heard the name but I'm not 100% sure but he's not bad I liked him he was good yeah um he will kill you he's very violent he's a street maniac he like he himself. was raised by psycho crazed lumberjacks right who wants that Deshaun um <laughs> So he's just a little bit crazy. Um, and then we obviously have Finesse comes on and he's like a bit like smoother and nicer. Um, and, you know, again, great. Um, I like the crinkly sound. It's kind of like featured on this one. It's I always enjoy that. Um, and obviously this is just sort of like a, you know, like a crew song. It's got your whole squad and just kind of like how like badass and hype and how like tough they are and how they're just representing um and they are new yorkers um they'll come from like the bronx and the queens and, or not the queens just queens um but yeah i mean it's a really really cool beat um faux show and um i liked it i gave it a 4.4 all right so why don't we talk about silence of the lambs the original one yes um so, like I said, when we got to the other Silence of the Lambs, I had a theory, at least. Everything from this point on is off their EP. 
Like it's all off of the other album they put out, the Soul Clap EP. Because if you check that track list, it's basically every one of the songs that's left on this project. And you'll notice it, like there's a quality dip. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. I mean like you yeah, can you can hear a distinct change in the overall feel of everything as of a similar vibe, but yeah, not this not like, as good. I feel like this Lindell is a time where the remix totally fucking enhanced the song. Like, I like this. Maybe maybe it's because I heard the remix first, but I really feel like the remix is a thicker, richer, doper fucking beat. And this is kind of a maybe groovier, bassier feel, but otherwise it's 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 just whatever. It's the, it's the same song. It is just a different beat. So I gave it a 4.25 because it's basically the same thing, a little bit less good. And... I'm so confused by this move. Like, why? Why is basically there's one song on the EP that's not on this, but like the rest of them are just here. And is that a thing people did? Like, I've never seen this before. I've never seen this particular move done by uh, people before. So, yeah. Okay. Um. So I mean, this is basically just. They're great rappers. They're going to destroy you. Um, it sounds kind of good. But, like, at this point, like, I feel like they should have just ended the album because it does kind of start to drag, at least for me, um, a little bit. Um, but it's still, like, highly enjoyable, super good. Um, and I very much enjoyed the flute that was featured on this one. Like, there's so many great instruments. Like, each song, or maybe, like, every second song or so, um, gets, like, a unique instrument like there's been like a saxophone featured on one and then there's been like the cello or the bass that's fe featured on another and now we have like the piccolo or the flute or whatever the heck it is like it's so good oh, i was wrong the silence of the lambs isn't on the ep so then what the hell is the two versions of this song doing on the album i thought it was on the ep i really did sorry for cutting you off i just had to <laughs> correct myself what the hell why anyway and why is the remix first keep you on your toes i'm so confused by this I've because just, sometimes life is just not predictable but like, it just doesn't turn out the way you hope it will i've just Things never happen in the, in the wrong way but they still end up getting you to the right place still can somebody <laughs> answer that one for me that would be really dope thank you dj black hurricane i'm looking at you <laughs> anyway well yeah anyways i just thought it was good i gave this a 4.25 i think that was it all right um so now let's definitely go to one that's a hundred percent off the ep party, party groove. groove the bass mix well they don't understand the ignorance the ignorance which makes sense because you can't really if you if you're ignorant and there's ignorance you can't really if you're understanding you can't really it's the two words just don't go together that was a terrible sentence on my part but like the idea is incompatible understanding ignorance is just fucking impossible anyway this is like a b-side compared to the other one to me like it's just like we went from all that serious shit and then we went right back into the party like just for the rest of the album like and it's the party groove it's the groove of the party so girls fix your weave and come shake your body i'm like okay if you can't afford my way then drink bacardi i'm like okay these are really simple not like seriously intensive anything but like it's also not like bad it's or anything. It's a party song. That's what it is. You know, I crew hold they head uh, no beef and don't riff because gangsta images show can't get with. You know, like you just I, I want to be proper. On the second verse, you know, rap and roll, mix and mingle, doobie cuts, big butts, yeah, but only if you're single. 
he's not down with OPP. Yeah, you don't know me. Now it's time for us to jingle. The gift is my gift is if my name was Chris Kango. Like it's all it's all good. Except that I'm just so like okay, it's fun. It's nice. I just gave this a 4.15. Like it the beats really the beat is really great. The beat yeah. just vibes. The rhymes are like if you were to say hold in, you're going to be reviewing a 1992 album. That's this party groove. That's my expectations <laughs> for this project. To which we're subverted for the rest of the project. Yep. But then this came on and I'm like, okay. It's a fun little vapid one are the full extent of my notes. Yep. Um, so this one is like, you know, a little bit rapidy rap um, on this one, I think. But I mean, for me, like this one just stands out as like a dance song. Like I could definitely see some like stellar dance moves happening to this. Like it's kind of what it is. Um, and it sounded a little like 80s influenced and maybe even a little bit Beastie Boys influenced, which is fine because, I mean, that's where they're from. And so, like, it's cool that you're like featuring kind of like the sound and like like something about it obviously like triggered me to think of the Beastie Boys. So I think that that's kind of cool that they're able to like incorporate that into like their music and kind of like refer back to like, you know, the people who started it all for them. Um, I mean, it's it's nice. I mean, again, I wrote nothing substantial, but it works. Um, I mean, that's what it is. So I give it a four on five. Yeah, we're not we're not at the best part of the album, in my opinion. That's Let's okay. Check out the soul clap. I just so y'all know, because I don't know if you did. Diamond D dropped a project May 10th called the D- the Diamond Piece. Too, and I think we're gonna review it next week on Headspace. I just want y'all to know that because Soul Clap has as much interest for me as the previous one lyrically and stuff. It is um, I don't know. Do you what do you think about it? Um, it's sort of a, a song to clap your hands to, and that's kind of what you know he's saying it is. Um, and this one I think is obviously made for like the street corner. It's cool. It's to like it's sort of just made for like freestyling to beatbox and for people to like move and dance to. I mean that's essentially what it is. So it makes me think of like the street corner when there's like a crowd gathered around and everyone's kind of like you know making the sound for like the dancers who are kind of dancing in the middle and and they're switching it out like you know. And I think that that's like really cool. Or like if you're at like a club or something like that or like a dance or I don't know wherever. And then the same sort of situation, like everyone's kind of gathered around, people are taking their turns dancing or like, you know, battling it out or whatever. And I think that that's kind of, it's cool. It kind of brings people together. So I like that. It's sort of just another party song. And um, it's sort of like they've curated music for, for like different times in your life. It's like we had, you know, like the fun stuff. And then we had like the the hard stuff and then kind of a little bit more emotional stuff. And now here's some party stuff. I feel like these are just like, these were the best songs that you liked about us on the last project. Yeah. So here you go. You get them again. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, it was fun. It was good. Like there's not really anything bad to say about it. It just wasn't like the best. Um, So I gave it a 4.5 on five. This one has better rhyming though. Yeah. Like, I'm on the lyrical tip. For you to whip the giant, that'll be a miracle whip. Like there's something We're about We're stretching this. a little bit there for that being a good line. But there's it did, something it did about make this me that makes it bit. sound like hip hop. Like it sounds like true hip hop, yeah. like like where it's from. Even as an underdog, I were I were wonders, yeah, I'll step up and get it. You try to get fat, so my stats will say forget it. Yeah, I'm rapping and that's what's happening. Cuties with booties is one thing. I'm actually liking it. You can see me come and hold your breath and hold your wifey. 
like it's just it flows really well mm-hmm. and it's like a lot of like it's like it's checking the boxes for like kind of what it's supposed to be and i'm not trying to be again i feel like i feel like i'm being disrespectful considering how fucking good the last shit was we were just talking about and like we've moved on to something completely different i love hip-hop fuck rock and roll come on bro rock and roll's dope to me yeah i'm a giant and i got lots of soul you also have a big dick apparently i've been a giant ever since i was a little fellow here at Ooze he and Oz, rock and acapella with the beat brothers couldn't even understand i'm a giant but still i was a young man like i'm fine with this it's just it's it's okay it's just not my favorite lyrically but on the other hand listening to it without caring about the lyrics just putting that beat on and letting it play just like flowing to it it is such a good song to clap to it is such a good vibe to listen to it's just definitely stuff that came before this album anyway i got this one a 4.25 i feel like this one at least like is better than the last one but still i'm a little bit like i felt like disappointed a little bit at this point because i feel like it's such a tangible quality dip in terms of at least fitting on this project like what does this song have to do with anything i don't know fun music i guess but like i feel like this album had a concept up until it didn't and that's kind of like oh anyway uh the next one i guess we'll continue as we are uh, catching wreck all right buddy how do you feel about this one they wreck it on the microphone um i mean there's really not too much like you know outstanding lyrically to like talk about on this one um for me um again nice instruments featured on this one like a piccolo again um and they have like an electric piano and i think that that's like i don't know it always sounds really cool so definitely like their beat maker is like really cool um and they'll uh, make show showbiz yeah uh, he does all the beats. All I'm pretty, of them. I'm pretty sure he's okay. the beat guy. I might be wrong. I might he, but every it was Diamond D that was. Doing well, that. they shout out Diamond D is the guy who makes beats all the time. But if mm. you look at the like the thing, it looks like it was all produced by Show. I mean, I Either might way, be wrong. Very cool. Yeah, go on. But um, yeah. So I mean, I mean, like I said, there's not too much else to talk about. Like they'll make you hurt your neck, uh, maybe from like nodding too much, or like that you're gonna like be like craning your neck to like look at them or something like i'm not really sure like what it was exactly it's going to hurt your neck but you're going to hurt your neck um it, it sounds groovy it's a nice song it was good i give it a four on five so according to wikipedia it says all tracks produced by showbiz except eight and 14 so hard to kill and soul clap which okay. were co-produced by diamond d okay yeah, I was under the impression that Showbiz was the beats guy and uh, HE was the rapper guy. And then I saw Showbiz raps a lot on this project. And then I got it like, oh, he's a rapper too. Mm. And then Wikipedia also said that was kind of something that died off and AG took over the bulk of the rapping later on. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's just fine. Like, there's just not a lot going like there's just not a lot of interesting and next level on this part like all my records you hear me kick a verse but i never sound worse in person matter of fact i only get better and better and better and never ever change with the weather weather he does get way better i'll give him so fucking credit for that now you step to ag you get your ass kicked a few stitches a caster a casket i'm gonna calm one, but my crew is sort of sick i'm low-key but my pockets stay thick thick like a shake or thick like a it's just it's just what it is it's not like this i'm far from getting booed i never met the sandman the pointers is my sister so yes we can can 
and act like a choir and clap with our hands or give a soul clap that's my jam in demand because you know they wrote soul clap like i mean i know i'm coming off like it might not be the most positive but like i you know it's it's okay it's just another song about them being flossy and i don't really like it quite as much as i enjoyed the dense shit that we came from previous in this album like i said the last three and i've and I wonder if I had just heard these songs in a completely different vibe, if I might feel like completely different about them. But it's just like, okay. The pretty one, sorry. When, but when it comes to hitting skins, you know I'm all for it. The pretty ones, the big titty ones, the cuties with the booties, not the itty bitty ones. I line them up and knock them down like bowling pins. If I don't have a ride, then I use my black Tims. Well, he'll walk to get the pussy. Anyway. I do think it's an enjoyable song. I just think that, like, for this album, I'm like, okay. Now we're, it's just weird. I've said that a few times now, but that's fine. I gave this track a 4.25 on 5. It is fine. But guess what, guys? We are not done yet because... Party groove. Instrumental. So to be clear, I may have found the corniness of the lyrics and my disinterest in that to be a thing on Catching Wreck, but the overall beat work and production and sound is still enjoy. It's it's enjoyable to listen to. It's not enjoyable to think about. That's All a right. way for me to put it. But Party Groove Instrumental is just the instrumental, and I really like listening to just the instrumental. It took away all the stuff to think about and left me with just the instrumental. I don't really know what else to say. 4.5 on 5. Yep. Um, like, I like this one. It, this is, like, something that you can 100%, like, visually, like, in my mind, like, there is, like, a like a beatboxing, like, breakdancing, like, competition that's happening in my mind right now. Um, and I think that I, I, I love that. I think it's so much fun. Um, like, I can literally, like, I, if I could, I would imitate the, the moves that I can see that would go along with this song. <laughs> Um, anyways, so um, it's like they're they're really just kind of like representing um, their home and like their their the roots of hip hop and like the street corner like vibe and feeling that um, that they want to like bring back and maybe like something different from what's currently going on. And when I say currently, I mean 1992 um, to like what's going on on the street corners at that time. Like you know, it's maybe very violent and drug. Uh, influenced and uh, you know criminal activity happening on the street corners so maybe they want to make this to kind of bring people back to an enjoyable nice time where people aren't getting shot at and you know shooting up drugs so it's a different situation Um, and I think it's a better one for like kids to grow up and you know seeing you know their culture dancing and their sound I think it's you know obviously better so I think that this is sort of like a, an instrumental track to kind of bring people together in a positive way. That's kind of what I got out of it, um, at least. So I give it a 4.5. I like it. Fair enough. All right. So that's the end of the album, <clears throat> the Runaway Slave Review. I like this project a lot. Like, I gave the whole project to 4.43. But if you cut off everything <laughs> after Represent, it's a 4.504. <clears throat> I think that... If you cut off everything after Represent, this shit's a motherfucking classic. It's like a conceptual album that kind of walks you through a mindset of, like, the environment, the possible ways to escape the environment, the implications of the negative lifestyles leading to a plus-ass posse cut that everybody cares about. Well, by everybody, I mean me. And uh, it was amazing. Then 
there's the original version that's less good than the remix plus three tracks plus an instrumental and at that point i'm like okay that's a weird twist on the album but like all of my complaining aside it's objectively showbiz is a star like his b work is just that good yeah. that like even if the rhyming's whatever the flows are never bad listening to the rhyming is never bad mm -hmm. it's just sometimes you go from like deep like mind rep breaking levels of crazy writing like that craft line it's so good <laughs> but then on the other hand you have like i'm the best on the mic but everybody says that you know like you know it just anyway i really love this album i really do i think it's worth hearing i think it's like a good notch for the hip-hop scholar card yeah um i i really like this one i give this a 4.42 uh on five so it's an 88 percent so um i mean it's already close to like you know whatever your your standards are for a classic but for me it is a classic um overall i found this to be pretty fantastic i loved it it's fun it's easy and enjoyable and yet it still has like something to leave you thinking and questioning and um feeling i guess um so like in my mind like i see this as like a great album an entire album to listen to when you're having like some friends over and you need some background music but you know it's it's because it's jazzy enough to kind of like have that kind of sound that's like you know background music but still like fun and hype enough and for the for like those that like want to like maybe like sing along or like be like oh what is that that you're listening to like what are we listening to in the background like this would be really cool um i think like sort of ambience music i guess um but like it's still gonna like make people move a little bit so i would definitely recommend this for anybody period um enjoyable for all so thank you very much lindell uh for exposing us to this beautiful album appreciate it lindell and thank y'all for watching because y'all the real mvps not mm -hmm. big l it's you okay <laughs> so y'all are really you too, dope Linda. i said big l oh big, I think l's, said Lindell. big l's the mvp right like anyway right and my he bad. was on this anyway either way so thank y'all for watching it totally means the world that you would do it and that's really cool like it's still weird to me that people would click and watch this video um so that's awesome and i look forward to seeing what y'all have to say in the comments anything you want to say constructive negative positive i don't know whatever you want to say is totally cool in the comments unless it's like really random like when label executive try to timestamp the videos for when we use samples those i'll delete everything else we'll talk about and it's really fun um but on the other hand special thanks to the patreon linda williams dj black hurricanes ismail gadamsey chris prado and jonathan barnes y'all support what we do it's totally fucking dope they helped us get a new camera they get to tell us albums to review like this week with lindell telling us what album to review it was very nice of you lindell um and yeah they they're just helping us grow and otherwise if you're not really down for the patreon life you can hit that subscribe button it's just a couple it's just a click and you can hit the like button it's a second click and then you can do some clickety clackities or tippity tappities and leave a comment and that would be fucking dope too so i look forward to hearing from you i dropped the project recently i make music you can check it out on this channel bandcamp spotify soundcloud whatever you can find links to that shit down below in the description and on that note it's monday night past the time we should be recording in our little apartment so have yourselves a wonderful freaking day yep bye guys